0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy.
2: the poster
0: said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
2: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Fantastic you have your company with us on this Tuesday afternoon from King Island. We've been down here playing the magnificent golf courses. At Ocean Dunes and Cape Wick in the last couple of days, get a group of mates together, uh, come on down, funk in a house together. There's some fantastic accommodation around the island. Stay for a couple of nights, mm-hmm. uh, play both courses, play the the town course as well at the Bowl uh, Bowls and Golf Club if you can. Uh, it's a lifetime experience. Bucket if you, list. You should. It is. Well, oh, it is. Oh, it's, a, came... it's a 40 minute flight from mm. from Moorabbin on Southern yep. Airlines.
0: Uh, it should be on your well, you, bucket list. You pumped it up because you and Durham came down here at the end of last year mm. and I thought, oh, here you go. Here's Andy sort of over-inflating things yet again, putting a bit of mayo, exaggerating things. But if, in fact, you might have undersold it. I think I probably it, did. When you th- see this course, uh, <laughs> it is the most extraordinary golfing experience you will ever have. Well, a man who had a magnificent golfing experience
1: uh, a bit further south oh, than us is about to join us. Maddie Gisborne, before that, was the first to hear the
0: secret sound. Yes. And Maddie's speaking oh, of golf. Yes, well, with Maddie, you picked up a round of golf for you and three of your mates at Epic Arena. With beverages, if you don't mind. There, you'll immerse yourself in epic golf at Epic Arena, Melbourne Road, Newport. It's a beautiful, beautiful location. It is God's playground. To, uh, well, I don't know about that. No, it's but God's playground. Don't worry about that. To a bit of simulated golf. It's a lot of fun. Brendan Jones has
1: been a prolific winner of professional golf tournaments for a long time. Australian, Australian golf fans know of what he's been doing in Japan for 15 years and have been marvelling his, in his consistency at the, at the elite level. On Sunday, he won a tournament, won the New Zealand Open, his first National Open Championship. And Brendan Jones joins us to let us celebrate that with him and have a chat about it. Brendan, thanks for your time and congratulations.
2: My pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Mate, I was watching it for the final round as it played out and in the end you did it pretty comfortably, but... There was a moment when you knocked in that six or seven footer for par on on the 18th, the the par three. Yes. And the ball went in and you just had a moment. You had a moment where you kind of folded your arms and you kind of just looked into the peak of your cap. And for a bloke who's so used to winning, this one looked from the outside to be a victory of some consequence for you. Can you take us into how significant it, it actually was for you and what you were thinking at that moment?
2: Oh, look, to be honest, there was a, lot, well, a million things going through my mind at that time, but, you know, the last few years have been pretty tough for everybody, and I don't need to tell any of your listeners down in Melbourne uh, about how tough things have been, but, you know, I didn't play any golf for two years over COVID, and uh, and when I went back and played Japan last year, I really, really struggled. And it wasn't until late in the year that uh, I got my act together, and that was only because I'd Gone and seen my long-time coach Alex Mercer up in Sydney, who didn't see me for a swing lesson. I didn't go looking for a swing lesson. I just wanted to go and have a chat with him for a couple of hours. And after that couple of hours of talking with him, uh, who he's a 91-year-old guy, mind you, uh, I just walked out of there feeling like a different person. And from that point, my golf has just turned around. And uh, and I guess that moment was thinking that maybe my best golf is past, but. You know, on my week, I've still got it, and that's exactly how it felt. Right. yeah,
0: it was extraordinary. And and during that time, and uh, you, you know, you speak, I guess, lightly of it, lightly of it now. But uh, is it true that when you went back and you became a, a landscaper back in in, in uh, Canberra during COVID, and you really assessing whether the future was going to be in golf?
2: Yeah, look, I uh, I was sitting around twiddling my thumbs for a year, and I wasn't going to be quarantining uh in japan or coming back here to do the same so i decided to sit out and you know i've got two boys here and they saw me sitting around not doing much so i just had to do something and i got a mate who's got a landscaping business and he he said if i wanted to do a few hours go and see him and as it turned out i was probably doing 35 to 40 hours a week and uh i really loved it uh i didn't miss the golf at all uh but after a year and then travel restrictions eased I sort of thought, yeah, well, I better give it one last crack before I get too old. And um, halfway through last year, I was thinking maybe I am too old, and the landscaping could be an option. But mate, I'm even too old for the landscaping now. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> what
1: happened in that run of outs for you last? It was so uncharacteristic of you, Brendan. You know, all that, that string of miscuts that you had up in Japan in the middle of last year. What, what was what was going on with your game?
2: Yeah, well, look, I just expected that, you know, well, when I first came back to play, my first event was the TPS event in Sydney and um, I went and I lost the playoff. So my first tournament back after two years out, I was, you know, one shot from winning. And I just thought it was going to be that simple. But when I got back to Japan and the reality of playing tournament after tournament sunk in, uh, I just was completely underdone. And when you're missing one cut and then you miss two, and then you miss three. You're thinking, "Holy hell, this game's a lot harder than it should be." Yeah. And and as it turned out, you know, I had a chance to make a cut and made bogey on the last hole on about the fifth cut in a row. And at that point, I was thinking, "Look, I've I'm am not used to this. I'm I'm used to contending for titles, not busting my balls trying to uh, make a cut." <laughs> hmm. So um, anyway, and that's that's. The reason I went and saw Alex Mercer just to talk to him about life and uh, what what I could do, and but we didn't even talk about golf. We just talked about you name it, and I just it just felt like all the issues and the problems and the stress that I had just dissipated. And and uh, when I went back to Japan for that last five weeks, I think my first two rounds back were 67, 63 to be leading. So it just goes to prove that at this level. You know, it's 99% mental, and the rest, you know, most guys out there with a name on their bag can all hit it. But it's just the the six inches between the ears that really matters.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, we've learned, actually, Andy and I have learned over the last couple of days here. Even if you can't play the game at all, it's still between. A lot of it is between. Well, the you have. You you've gone through quite. Well, uh, like Brendan, I had to dig deep and I did it and I'm very proud of myself. Hey Brendan, uh, when you now you've got this win, you feel invigorated, what, what's, are you, have you reassessed what the next 12 months might look like for you and, and what you would like to do?
2: Oh, well look, I'm pretty much committed to the Japanese tour this year, that's where I'm contracted to play but having said that, uh, I'm currently second on the order of merit here in Australia so... I've only Ooh. played two events. I need to play the last two to maintain um, my uh, status on that tour. So I'm going to play New South Wales Open in a couple uh, next week uh, and reevaluate after that. Another good week there, and then I'm a chance to win the win the Order of Merit, and with that comes British Open and possibly PGA wow. Championships and things like that. So, you know, all of a sudden I was just thinking about going back to Japan, and you know, with a win. Everything changes now i've got Asian to a membership if I want to take that up, and there's a few options to play different events through Asia so right now, um, immediately I 'm just thinking about New South Wales open next week, and we'll reevaluate after that. But if nothing comes of that, then it's back to Japan for me for another fifteen or eighteen tournaments. All
1: the victories that you've had up there, we're talking to Brendan Jones, who won the New Zealand Open on the weekend. All the victories you've had in Japan and the stalwart status you have up on that tour, do you have any kind of lifetime exemption up there, given yeah. all of the victories you've accumulated?
2: Well, I don't have a lifetime exemption. I've got a one-year career money list exemption if okay, uh, yeah. ever I lose my card to take that. But I've always looked at it this way, that if I'm not good enough to keep my playing rights up there... <laughs> Hanging on for another year might not be for me. So, um, But, look, I've I've had a bit of a change in um, luck this last bit. You know, the last couple of events I've played have been promising, plus topped off with the win last week. So from here, you know, confidence is pretty high at the moment. We'll just ride that out until... uh, I'm back missing cuts again.
1: <laughs> what, what do you what do you make of the the next wave coming through, Brendan? You, you've you know you're now one of the kind of real sort of stewards of Australian golf, and you've been doing it at the pro level for such a long time, and yeah, you know, particularly the TPS tournament events that you're playing down here, which have been fantastic. If I might chuck in a bit of editorialising for kind of the next wave of Australian players, give them somewhere to play with the challenges of getting on tours around the world, but you get to see these young blokes. And we've had Dave Michaluzzi and Brett Colletta on the show in recent weeks after their successes. What do you make of the health of of Australian golf coming through?
2: Oh, very positive. Um, you know, I don't play a lot back here in Australia, so I don't get to see these guys very often. But watching golf scores and the numbers that some of these young kids are, are shooting, it's, it's incredible. Um, but, you know, for me... Uh, having those two years off from Japan and then going back to Japan last year, I was just blown away by the quality of the young kids up there. And uh, Six months into the year, I didn't know who any of them were, but they were all whipping me week in, week out. So, <laughs> mate, they, the standard of Japanese young player and the, and the young Australians, uh, mate, Australian golf's in, in a good place. What about golf in general? We've seen what's happening with the PGA and,
0: and Liv, and there's a veteran that's been around and, and seen it all. Uh, do you hold any fears of how this might all unfold?
2: Well, look, I, no, not, not for me. For a selfish thing, I'll be done and dusted in a few years' time. But um, there's obviously a little bit of uncertainty. Um, we talk about the unlimited money that the Saudis are throwing into this. How long will they remain happy to do that? Remains to be seen. Um, I think the PGA 2 has been very reactionary to it all, and mm. I don't necessarily agree with well, most of the stuff that they've been doing. But um, you know, in the in the end, uh, lives just another tour, and have just put a few noses out of joint around the world. So um, I think there's enough uh, there's enough players and enough tours for all to coexist if they want. But it just seems to be so much animosity out there. It's, doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon.
0: And, and what about with Liv for us here in Australia? There's many people that are, uh, you know, they might question the ethics of it all, but they see a major tournament coming here with the, the Liv's stars and perhaps with Liv's association with the Asian Tour and those types of things. Uh, in this part of the world,
2: could that be a real positive? Oh, definitely. And I think it's only a, a good thing that it's coming to town. And you can see by the uh, crowd numbers already being sold out. I think it's probably going to be the most successful event that they have on the tour. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, in my personal opinion, I'm a little bit disappointed that the Australian uh, hierarchy didn't sit down with Liv and and sort of see what we could do uh, for the young players down here, similar to what they've done through the Asian region. So... Um, it's going to be good. We're going to get to see some world-class players up close, and um, the Australian public's going to enjoy it. And I think what Live brings is not just golf, but entertainment. And it's not just going to watch golf; it's going to watch golf. Um, the players are more relaxed. You've got maybe music going on, uh, maybe bands after it. So it's just evolving, I think, and. Um, you know, who knows where it's going to be in the future, but I just think it's a good thing. And um, in the current landscape that, that golf is in, I just think different is good. Yeah, It
1: gives you blokes a chance to give you the sun on your legs when you're out there playing these <laughs> days, which other tours don't necessarily allow you the luxury of.
2: Yeah, very true.
1: Mate, well played in New Zealand. It was great to watch, and uh, it was great to see you back where you belong and where you've been so many times. We look forward to seeing what comes next. Thanks for joining us on the show. Cheers, boys! Thanks again, Brendan Jones, Thanks, who Brendan. won his 19th professional tournament. Think about it, they are very hard to win. We every golfer oh. tells you that they are very hard to win. This mm. bloke's won 19 times professionally, 15 up in Japan, and um, and the win here on the weekend was, you know, really, really important to him. And who knows? At 48 years of age, it's it's it might be turning it up in the open. Well, he could be. He's just got to have one more pretty good result, mm. and he's going to shore up his spot in the top three on the order of merit here. And that's going to see him secure that. And who knows, mate? At 48, there's, this is one game that with the technology advancements the way they have, yeah. he's probably never going to hit as far as, you know, Rory and Ram and Ram and a couple of these other blokes. But he hits it far enough now. Yeah. He hits it far enough to compete on the courses that they're going to be playing on, you know, m- most, most weeks. Their best might be yet to come. You never, ever know.